Good morning, everybody. Good Erev Shabbos to us all. Crazy week we've all had. Crazy weather. What's up with that? It's either beautiful and sunny or like pouring rain. So <laughs> it's, uh, I'm having a hard time getting adjusted into summer and it's like right here upon us. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glatt, Emporium of Cedarhurst, a destination kosher shopping experience. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in now for the first time to the Nachum Siegel Network, um, I'm Naomi Nachman and I am all about the food all the time. I love, love, love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything for anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet and I, I give cooking classes. I cater for Shabbat and for Yom Tov, Pesach, any small parties. When you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week to hear about my cooking adventures, my food traveling, um, sharing great food ideas and recipes each week. But I also would like to hear from you as well. So I've got an email address, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com, and drop me a line. Let me know that you're listening. If you want a recipe or you have an ingredient you don't know what to do with, send me an email and we'll see what we can come up with for you. I'd love to hear about your experience as well. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me under the Aussie Gourmet, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You can join my newsletter through my website, theaussiegourmet.com. Uh, there's some sort of sign up there. I'm again working on those newsletters. Um, and I'm joined here in the studio today by, they call you Duke, don't they? <laughs> by David Netkin. He is our engineer today and he always keeps my shows up and running and hopefully we'll have some guests that will share some food with us. Um, for us to eat and drink in the studio every once in a while. We have a really uh, exciting guest that brings exciting food into the studio. Um, so, you know, if you have a great experience, this is a dialogue, a conversation. You know, I, I say to my kids, if you eat it, share it with me. If you love it, share it with me. Um, so today, uh, so Sunday is Father's Day, I believe, right? Sunday's Father's Day. Cool, nice. We're going to try to come up with some sort of picnic, get mother-in-law to come over. My dad's actually in Australia. But the funny thing is that it's not Father's Day in Australia. Mother's Day is the same, but Father's Day is not till September in Australia, and I have no idea why. Um, but, you know, uh, Father's Day, we've got some nice picnic. You can go on a nice picnic. You can make a barbecue. Maybe don't let Dad do the barbecuing. In my house, the dad, my hubby, never does the barbecuing. He goes, I don't cook inside. I don't cook outside. So it's usually me that's barbecuing. But if Dad is the barbecue, I give him the day off. Get him a nice cold drink, a nice, maybe a cold beer or a cocktail or a nice Diet Coke or iced tea. Let him lie out in the sun. Hopefully it'll be sunny. Um, and let him relax while you uh, feed him some yummy, delicious food for Father's Day. Maybe you're going out to a baseball game. So, you know, if you have a great Father's Day idea, we've got three days. Send me an email because I'm looking for something exciting to do as well. <laughs> I think one year we surprised my husband and we took him to a Mets game. Um, that was pretty exciting. We're a family of all girls. So, you know, they weren't that excited. He was pretty excited, but the girls not so much. But it was, <clears throat> pardon me, all about Father's Day. Okay, so uh, I hope you'll all stay tuned for the next hour. We've got a great, great show. I've got some fabulous guests that are in the studio. Um, well, that will be calling into the studio. Um, I'm going to have Daniel Gordon. He's also a, 
uh, host on uh, Nahum Siegel. He's got his own show. It's called The Stunt Show, um, and that, I believe, is on Thursday nights. He's going to talk to us more about that uh, when when he gets on. And I've got Pitmaster Ari White, owner of Kadosh Barbecue. So um, it's also known as Gemstone Caterers and, and Got Cholent. So he's going to talk to us about what's coming up with him. You know, every week I talk about where he is and where he's off to and where he's cooking up with his pop-up barbecue. So I actually pinned him down, and hopefully he's going to be joining us uh, in a little while uh, right here. He'll be calling in from his location. We're not even sure where that is because he's probably somewhere around the New York area trying to get his barbecue set up for Sunday. Um, I'm going to have a little bit at the end of the show. Um, Breezy Beckerman, she was actually a guest on my second show. She owns Breezy's um, giftware store out in Cedarhurst. She's actually got a really great fundraiser going on this Sunday um, for Cake Pops, a Cake Pop cooking class. So she's going to fill us in on how we can um, go to that class. It's all for Tzedakah, and she's going to tell us the last couple of minutes of our show. So please stay tuned. Breezy's always very entertaining, and we absolutely love hearing from her. And I'm also going to share news, breaking kosher food news with Alain Kornblum. He sent me some interesting information hot off the press this morning for the weekend. And he's from Great Kosher Restaurant Magazines. A little bit about my food adventures this week. I always like to stick that in in the beginning. Um, where I ate. So I try to mention, you know, give some restaurants a shout out. I eat, I eat out a lot. Maybe not so much. <laughs> not so good for my diet. But I love to, you know, try out different restaurants and talk about it um, and share it with everyone to share the, the love um, of this restaurant especially. Uh, Verbene on the Upper East Side. Absolutely delicious. I was there for lunch last week. Really, really outstanding. It wasn't too pricey, but the the whole kunst of their restaurant was its homemade pasta, just like in Italy. Um, it was really amazing. You know, often I'll go to a milkhook restaurant and I'll I'll ask them, and my friends hate that I do that. I'm like, is this noodles from a box or are you making the pasta yourself? And you know, if they make it from a box, I'll I'll you know go to a salad or a panini. But if they're making it from scratch and they're putting it through the pasta press, I'm gonna eat it. And this was amazing amazing i i stuck with something really simple like um a marinara sauce with on fettuccine it was the, one of the best pastas and pasta sauces you know sometimes you can get a great pasta that you don't love the sauce or vice versa this is a real marriage of uh, unbelievable tastes and flavors so and you know textures in the mouth so i i suggest you go there and they made an incredible tiramisu so uh, i really enjoyed that so i just wanted to give them a big shout out um, other food news. So I had mentioned that I was going to be a judge in the Long Island Barbecue Competition. The last couple of weeks we've been following that. We had uh, Marvin Rembo here who was the chairperson. I mean, unfortunately, he'd passed away suddenly like a week after our show and last week we dedicated our show to him. Um, and he, you know, I'm sure he was smiling down from Shemaim. It was an amazing, amazing event. We had over, they, they had over 3,000 people there. I went there with my family. Um, we got to sample all the different um, groups that were barbecuing there. Um, so I, you know, that was amazing. But I got to judge the booths and the name of the booths. That, apparently that's very typical of barbecue competition. You don't just show up there with a barbecue and a brisket. You decorate your booth and you come up with a cool name. So I just wanted to share some of the... Uh, the winnings with everybody. Um, so Ari White was uh, a champion. We were really excited about hearing that. Um, 
The grand champion was a group called Grillin to Fillin. They run, they won quite a lot of the, um, the, the first place events, um, first place competition. Um, and that was in, uh, they had to compete in, uh, beans, uh, beans, beef ribs, brisket. And they also got a lot of points and they won in the uh, team name and team booth. So, um, and they won in the beef ribs. So that was really amazing. And of course, Ari White won in the brisket. You couldn't, you couldn't take that away from him. That was like the best, best, best you've ever had. And you can also go try his food. He'll tell us where he's going to be this week. And our friend Mordechai Strict, who was here last week on the radio, he joined us by phone. He actually won in the beans and that was fantastic because it was his first time competing. So he was really ecstatic and he had his kids, his two daughters working with him and he really had incredible bean recipe. I never thought that beans were part of the barbecue culture. You see, uh, that's where the um, American-Australian uh, cultural differences vary a little bit. Uh, so I don't think Australians are so into beans on their in their barbecues as Americans are. But he he made an incredible, incredible recipe. Uh, maybe he'll share it with us. I don't know. His secret winning ingredients. Um, but, yeah, so congratulations to all the winners. And it was a really great event. So I really hope that we will uh, uh, try to – he's – Daniel's trying to give us a call. Okay, we're trying to get Daniel on the phone. Okay, I'm, is, are we there? I see the, I see the phone flickering. I'm sorry there. I, I quickly changed conversations because I saw that the phone was, was there flickering. He's there? Daniel? Daniel? Hi, Naomi. How are you? Good. How are you? Can you, can, Hi. can you hear me? I can hear you and your awesome accent. Oh, my awesome accent. What accent? You know, I was thinking here maybe I would get, when I was driving here, that I would try a different accent today, see if people would notice. Well, it sounds just as awesome as always. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't get a chance to introduce you because I saw that it was flashing on the phone and we, you know, we we didn't notice it. But everyone, this is Daniel Gordon. Say hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Um, So, Daniel, you have your own show. You know, I've got Table for Two and you've got the stunt show. Can you tell me a little bit, you know, especially to our viewers who aren't familiar with, you know, not everyone's familiar with each other's shows. Can you tell my listeners about your show? So um, I am actually part of an amazing, amazing stunt show team. It's actually, um, I, I only host once a month, but the show is on every single week. Um, the show is on from 8 to 9 p.m. on Thursdays. Um, I am one of the hosts. The other three hosts are um, Mayor Fertig, um, Jordan V. Gorfinkel, a.k.a. Gorf, and, uh, and Mark Zomick. So it's really a weekly treat. I think, I, I think we all kind of have a good time and uh, just different perspectives and different issues. Uh, my specific monthly show focuses on uh, some of my perspectives on life as well as uh, sports and uh, my favorite genre of music, which is uh, country music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, – it's, it's, it's a blast, and I've actually gotten some great feedback People who never listened to country music before are now, uh, right. now so I encourage everybody. I've also just recently got into country music. It's like I, a new thing for me. Love it. It was, it was life-changing for me, and the way that I actually started getting into it was that when I was in high school, um, I took a class on basic Jewish philosophy. Okay. And the teacher, who was uh, Rabbi Avery Joel, uh, who's now the uh, head of school at the Fuchs Mizrahi High School in Cleveland, uh, used country music to articulate messages from Jewish philosophy um, in a fun way, which I couldn't think of a more... Uh, bizarre combination in country music and Jewish life and philosophy and faith. And then it's really been uh, amazing for me personally, and I'm trying to spread that around. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, I just 
I, I saw a movie a couple of years ago with, about Johnny Black. Jo, what's his name? Black? You yes. know, uh, what's it? Am I right? Johnny, Johnny Cash, not Johnny. He's always in black. Johnny Cash, Johnny he's always Cash, in black. Yeah. Right. And I, I fell in love with the song Walk the Line. And that was That's my, a good one. That, that kind of like, you know, taught me a lot about, you know, the country music and the rhythm and, you know, it's like a song, like a story in a song, right? Country music. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of it is about that. A lot of it is about love and faith and things like that. Um, we've, we've, we've covered one song a month, which is like nothing. We haven't even touched the ice, you know, touched the tip of the iceberg yet. But it's all kinds of things about faith and uh, general questions about faith. Uh, you know, I just, just one example. One month, I played a song called "A Few Questions," which was about uh, basically one of the country singers is asking God a few questions that don't make sense to him about why uh, somebody may be orphaned and a couple that wants to have children can't have children and things right. like that. Basic questions of philosophy and realizing that there are questions we can't answer. And you know, all too often these types of things hit home. And uh, you know, a couple tears and a couple laughs um, from music is certainly always welcome. Right. Very nice. Very interesting. So, you know, if, if you haven't listened to country music before and you want to get a little taste, you know, where should someone find, a, you know, a couple of ballads to get us into it? Well, certainly I would recommend uh, going onto the Stun Show archives and listening to my show and the rest of the shows. Um, I usually do the country segment at the very end of the show. Okay, great. Uh, so even if you don't want to listen to the whole show, you can uh, fast forward to the end. <laughs> Who would want to fast that, forward you know, guys? Google Come is on. A great tool. Cool. Very nice. Okay. So, Daniel, I, you, we're on, you're on the show this week on Table 2 for two for a very exciting reason, and I'm, I'm really excited about Sunday. Um, can you, you want to give my listeners a, a brief rundown of what's going on on, on this I Sunday give evening? I a little rundown that this Sunday um, we are actually doing uh, a – we will be taping or recording a, uh, a cooking competition on video and audio. It will air in my Sun Show slot on Thursday night at 8. So I encourage everybody to listen there. Um, but we will be taping it this Sunday live from the uh, from the uh, culinary from, from the Kosher Culinary um, Academy, uh, which is in Brooklyn. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a chopped themed uh, competition. So for anybody who's ever watched the Food Network, um, the show Chopped, everybody will be getting uh, a basket with identical ingredients included. That will be some sort of protein and poultry for a main ingredient, as well as uh, some produce and other things from the basket that has to be used in the dish. Um, my three uh, adversaries, I guess, and I will cook uh, two of each dish, uh, one for the judges uh-huh. and one for, uh, for us to share. And uh, it, should be, it should be great. Uh, you are actually one of the judges. Yeah, I'm really so excited. You enjoy it. <laughs> so, so you're cooking, and who are the other three guys? So the other people uh, cooking are myself, uh, Ellie Hagler, who hosts a uh, who, who hosts the uh, OU the, the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, yep. um, Matis Weingast, and uh, and Mark Domic. Okay, so we're all it's a host it's a host cook off. Yes, host the Steel Network. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Now, where did you get this idea from? Like, why why a cook off? One, you know, what four guys cook? So I love to cook. It's actually a big uh, a big hobby of mine. I don't love doing the dishes, so that's actually... Uh, um, nobody I actually does. went to the Kosher Culinary Academy once, where they have this uh, competition for couples to go. So my wife and I went. Yeah. Um, I personally think we got robbed. We were told that our chicken was cooked perfectly, and we even made pickled radishes, but we still lost. 
Oh, no. Um, so we'll see if we can get some redemption this week. Yeah. Cooking is fun. I think it should be fun. Uh, it's, it's something that's necessary. We all need to eat. Um, all too often, I think uh, the stereotype is that women cook. I personally love to cook. Uh, so I do a lot of the cooking with my wife. Um, I wish I could do more of it. Uh, I just don't have the time, and she uh, sacrifices a lot to be able to to to, to take care of those things. Right. So- something I love. I love watching the Food Network. So when I saw the chop competition, and then I saw that they had uh, what they called date night uh, at uh, CKCA. That's what we'll refer to it, just because it's easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, at CKCA, I went and I did it with my wife, and I said this would be an awesome stunt to do. Um, and since we were going to tape on Father's Day, I said, why don't we do an all-male stunt? Um, and, uh, you know, I'll win, and we'll see who will come in second, third, and fourth. Oh, place. I like the attitude. He's got the tude. Very good. Very You've good. got to be confident. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you have to have a lot of confidence in the kitchen. Now, do you cook a lot from recipes? Do you find stuff on the Internet? Where do you get your inspiration from? What's your favorite, like? I'm probably asking you too many questions at once. So. No, I, I, I cook a little bit from recipes. The truth is that I do most of the um, meat and poultry um, in our home. Mm-hmm. So that actually, I think, lends itself to experimentation a little bit because, you know, when you bake, you have to be more precise and certain things don't go together. So even side dishes, cocoa and stuff like that, you need certain things to make sure that they stand. But if you're cooking chicken, uh, you can kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like and try different flavors. Right. So I try to base myself in the recipes that I've heard or seen. Um, I watch a lot of Food Network. <laughs> I stick Great. a lot to the shows where you get to see different uh, different perspectives on food, not necessarily different techniques. Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos to learn how to cut. Um, I learned all my knife skills from YouTube. Isn't that um, fantastic? What would we do without YouTube? I, I mean, I would be, it would take me a lot longer to cut an onion. Um, right. That, you know, that's like a, the basic skill, knife skills 101 is, you know, grabbing an onion and a knife, a really good knife. Remember, it's all about having a sharp knife um, and, and just watching them cut it up and try to imitate it. Certainly, and I think, you know, you see it on TV and, uh, and it looks impossible, but then when you really slow it down and you practice, you obviously have to watch your fingertips, curl your fingers in, um, some of the tips I've learned from YouTube, and then it just comes down to practice. But I think the number one tip that people all too often don't realize is about making a flat surface on the bottom of whatever you're cutting first. So on an onion, if you cut it first and make it a little flat so it's not rolling, um, then all of a sudden it becomes much more manageable. Right, same thing with the carrot. Carrots, I mean, almost almost anything, a pineapple right. cut off the bottom first just so it's, you know, standing straight. Not, not roly-polling around. Exactly. Cool. So do you have a specialty? Uh, I, People ask me I really that all like, the time. I really like Asian food. Um, ah. and so I try to do a lot of Jewish things with an Asian twist. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk, yeah, talk to me about this cholent. Yeah, so I told you, I, I, I once made an Asian cholent. Every year I participate in a cholent competition. Is that at I, YU? Is that the YU one? It's at, it's at UCLA University's annual Champions League conference. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I've been robbed of the victory two years in a row. I'm so um, sorry, Daniel. I'm really sorry. I know I have a little bit of a bias. We're actually going to try to fix it this year. I think, you know, what they do is they, they advertise where the challenge is from. Mm-hmm. And so you would win because you're from, you know, you have your accent and people would think it was cool. Oh, but really? Okay. <laughs> I'm from New York, and a lot of people don't like New Yorkers. I think I'm a nice guy, but a lot of people don't like New Yorkers. So my theory is that when it says New York over the challenge, people just pass over and vote for the other challenge. Uh. What they do is at Kiddish, they give each person a, a coat check ticket or like a raffle ticket, and you put it into a – into a bowl, and that is how they collect the vote. So I'm actually pushing this year. I'm trying to use my influence to get it as a blind 
As a blind. Um, I think that's what they do at the Long Island barbecue competition. It's blind, the food taste. I think it's the right way. It's it's definitely the right way. You don't want any biases. So so, so anyway, so last year I decided that I was going to try something new, um, and I actually made an Asian chillant. Okay. And I thought it was delicious. The, the, the crock pot was scraped clean, and, uh, and, and it was a big hit. Okay. Now, what do you mean by, you know, I have, I have, I'm just going to diverge for one second. I've got a segment on my show every week, and I call it What's for Dinner, where we'll talk about one recipe. So this is now the What's for Dinner segment, and it's going to be spoken of Daniel Gordon, host of The Stunt Show, is going to give us his perspective, or his, his like, uh, how do you, how he puts together his Asian challenge. Okay, so. so I'm going to try to do this as organized as possible. Okay, and and you know it's okay because you know you can say as my grandmother would say a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know. So you know people can figure out how much they want to put in of the, your recommendations. Well, I think the first thing is a perspective on how to develop a recipe like this, which is how I thought of it. Having watched the food network and just thinking about it, you want to think of how you're going to get the flavors in, which flavors you want to be strong, and how to control the flavors specifically. Right. One of the challenges when you make something like Cohen's is if you spill a little too much of this in there or that in there, it all of a sudden becomes uh, overwhelming. Correct. So the first thing I did was I created a liquid, that I, an Asian liquid that tasted the way I would want the liquid that's going to impart the flavor on the rest of the cholent. The base, so the liquid the cholent, broth, the liquid broth. Correct. So when you correct. create the cholent, uh, you're going to usually pour water in it. Some people make that water into a chicken stock or into a, uh, you know, Onion soup, I see a lot of times people use the onion soup mix to flavor it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was I made an Asian broth. So that was with some soy sauce and teriyaki sauce, a little bit of ginger. And again, it enables you to control the flavor because you can taste this broth broth before it goes in. If you drop in some ginger, it can overpower the entire flavor of the entire chalent. So instead, you control it by making the broth the flavor that you want it to be. And we're talking fresh ginger, of course. Uh, always, always fresh ingredients if you can. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Always fresh ingredients. I, I talk I, about that a lot. If I can't get fresh, I do. I, I try to get. I hate dry ingredients. So at least trying to get, you know, the frozen, which is a little more fresh, I think is better than the dry. Do you agree with that? Yes, I so do. I always too. try to have frozen ginger in my freezer. If I don't have any fresh, I've got a go-to. That is awesome. So you have basil and all things like that. So, so that was the first thing we started with with the broth. Then I decided that I would think of what makes a chalent a chalent and how can we substitute those things for more Asian ingredients. So for instance, Asian food is cooked a lot with rice, not with barley. Okay, great. You can do right. So we, My... used, so we used white rice. White rice, okay. So we put the white rice in. It was raw. It cooked as it, you know, as the chalent was do you know how in, much, the, in the broth. Do you know how much water you used? I do. I, I used enough liquid to, to cover the chalent. Um, so I used the crock pot. I didn't know how big the crock pot was going to be, so I didn't do the measurements. Okay. But I put in about two cups of, it depends on your crock pot size, but I put in about a cup and a half of rice and then, you know, filled it with, we also put in some potatoes. We put in some fresh water chestnut because oh. that gives a little bit of that crunch. Crunch, love it. And then we put in actually, instead of the beans, let's see if you can guess, what do you think we subbed regular beans for when we made an Asian chili? Well, that's a really good question. Instead of beans and you want something Asian. Hmm, that's a really, you've really stumped me there. Whew. All right. We use, we use soybeans. Soybeans, okay. Commonly known as edamame. Edamame, of course. Okay, great. So edamame actually posed an interesting challenge because edamame is usually cooked in the shell. 
Right. So, so how did you use it? You got frozen, frozen shelled ones? Yes, I used frozen shelled ones. I have to admit, but there was no way to get around that. Okay. Okay. I use frozen shell and mommy. I put it all in the crock pot with the meat. I, I always sear my meat. That's another solvent. It's a time-consuming thing, but the general thing you learn with stew is you want to sear the meat to lock in the juices. Um, so I sear the meat, and when I sear the meat, I always spice my meat. So this time I also spice my meat with some Asian flavors. I spiced it with a little bit of, of soy sauce and a little bit of ginger. Those, those types of flavors, so the teriyaki sauce was in the pan when I seared it so that the meat would take on that flavor. Popped it all in the crock pot. What cut um, of meat? I'm sorry, Daniel. What cut of meat? I use regular colored meat. That's what they provided. Like flunkin'? Yeah, flunkin'. Okay, great. As fatty as possible. I'm a big flunkin' fat guy. <laughs> throw it in there. You're I young. You don't have cholesterol. I, I actually do have cholesterol issues, but I think you need to tie. I mean, the fat gives it flavor. And yeah, it I'm with together. you. I'm with you there. From a cooking so point of view. We threw it all in the crock pot. Yeah. We dove very hard in Kabbalah Shabbos and Shacharis to make sure it came out well. <laughs> And, and I think it did. I think it was an interesting thing. It was an interesting experiment. I haven't made it since my wife um, has not let me. But who it's who made this? When did you make this? You were married already and you yeah, had a bunch of guys August. over to try it? Sorry? I made it last August. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, we got to think of what we're going to do this year. Yeah. Is, as I said before, Asian is my bias. I think a lot of kosher products have a lot of Asian flavor. You go down soy yeah. and teriyaki. Uh, hoisin sauce, things like that are always flavors that people like because um, Asian food is very flavorful, not very, you know, it, it can be very spicy, but it doesn't have to be, so it, it, it really lends itself to a lot of good stuff. Cool. Very nice. So so when is this competition, by the way? Are they doing the next, the next ver- The next competition will be uh, at the end of July of this year's conference, the conference every year in Orlando. Just to make a little plug for the network. Um, yeah, sure. Again, Please, go uh, right ahead. Miriam Wallach and uh, Nahum Siegel will be coming down, and they'll be broadcasting live from the conference. When is this? It is uh, the week of July 26th, Sash Shabbos. Cool. So July 26th, mark your calendars. Listen to JM and the AM, because every year they actually broadcast from uh, the main lobby where the conference is. And that, and that is where we make the challenge, and then they transfer the challenge and plug them in where the kiddish is. So, so Nahum and Miriam get to witness uh, all the cooking and all the different ideas. That is so exciting. They are always coming up with cool things for this network. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, okay, um, so where can people find out more about, let's give the CKCA a big shout-out. Um, Jesse Blonder, he's still there? Jesse right. is. Yeah, Jesse's the boss. Jesse's the boss. I was one of his first teachers there when he started way back when, when he was, uh, I think the place opened about six or seven years ago. Um, so that, I, I loved working there. He's, Jesse, you're fantastic. You've really, you know, grown this school. Um, I think it's kosherculinaryarts.com. That is correct. It's kosherculinaryarts.com. Uh, they have all their information there. Like I said, I did a uh, date night couples competition. They have everything from full courses in the culinary arts where you actually get uh, training and certification yep. to the basics from, you know, just what they have coming up. They have a Father's Day barbecue class this Sunday. They have date night competitions on Thursday nights. They have knife skills on Sunday mornings. So there's all kinds of different different training and different uh, great stuff. And I think it's something that everybody can benefit from because when you learn the basics of cooking, uh, yep. I think it takes it to, to a next level and also makes it easier. And the kosher food industry, just the ingredients that you can get now is incredible. So, you know, it's put everything's really coming together for us. 
as yeah, opposed to consumers. Incredible. I think you walk through the supermarket, you walk through all kinds of different um, different places and and things that you never knew before, whether it's bacon um, or things like that. You know, I, I'm sure it tastes like bacon. I've never had bacon. Right. Uh, but they say it really does. Like- we had we had Alan Broner here last week, two weeks ago. Was it last week? And maybe two weeks ago. And and he said that uh, you know um, people have told him, you know, that it's quite close. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll I'll trust them on that. Yeah, one. yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Daniel. I am really excited for Sunday night. Thank you. Uh, listen, I I hope that I can deliver now that the pressure's on. The pressure I, is I, on. I'm telling you now. The pressure is on. The pr- listen, I I welcome the pressure. And, and you know, who, 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 me, I believe it's myself and Shifra Klein from Joy of Kosher magazine is also judging. Yeah, she's also judging. Um, I believe uh, Nachum Siegel himself will be judging. Okay, yeah, Nachum, yeah. And somebody from the Kosher Culinary, uh, from, from the Center for Kosher Culinary. Cool. Well. So we There's really a lot look. Of pressure. Yeah, you are, man. You are. I can't wait. Thank you Bring so it. much. Okay, good. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. Yes, we will. And make sure everybody to please tune in at 8 p.m. on Thursday for the uh, for the airing of the competition, both in video and uh, and audio. Okay, great. Thank you so much, and we'll we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was Daniel Gordon. Um, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glut of Cedarhurst, a destination kosher shopping experience. So, as I just said, Daniel Gordon is running a cooking competition from the Kosher Culinary Institute on Sunday. So tune in and you can uh, follow up on Thursday to watch it live. We're taping it there on on, uh, Sunday. Um, So I just want to move on to Ari White. Is Ari White with us? Hi, good morning. Ari White, hi. I'm so excited you're on my show. (laughs) It's been a while. I've been trying to track you down. Thrilled to be back. Yeah, I am. I'm one of his stalkers, everybody. Ari White is the pitmaster, chef extraordinaire, executive chef of, I think it's called Karosh Barbecue, Got Charlotte, and Gemstone Caterers, right? You, I, you got that right. Did I get it all right? You got that Yay! right. Yay! Um, so, Ari, just, you know, for people who haven't tuned in before and know that I'm one of your stalkers, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and then, like, where you are today, how it grew and where you are today. Uh, wow, that's going to be a mouthful. Your entire uh, history. I, we've, we've got I'm half an hour. I in El Paso, Texas. Been a tourist up here in New York for going on 17 years. Uh, seven years back, uh, opened up a tiny hole in the wall uh, called Ari's Kosher Deli across from uh, Yeshiva University, which sort of blossomed into Gemstone Catering and got Cholent. And, uh, and oh, as of nice. uh, a year ago, um, expanded with a small barbecue pit crew. Um, that does both uh, pop-up restaurants as well as New York City street fairs now uh, just about every week for the uh, for the rest of the season. Cool. So, uh, and and where, we, where are you going to be this week? This upcoming week, uh, we are in Flatbush. In Flatbush. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's good for, for Duke over here. It'll be exciting. It's, it'll <laughs> be our first time in that neck of the woods. Okay. So where are you going to be in Flatbush? Um, wow. I'm embarrassed but, to say this. I uh, don't know Flatbush from, from anything. Okay. Because uh, he's from Texas. It's okay. You know, people can go onto your website, gotcholent.com. Exactly. And they can find out where you're going to be this week and every other week through the summer. They can indeed. And as I look this up, it's a 7th Heaven Festival. It'll be on 7th Ave between uh, Flatbush and 18th Street. Okay. So, you know, if you have Waze or Google Maps, you can find your way there from across the eastern seaboard. You can come from Connecticut or from Boston or 
Baltimore to come find this amazing pop-up. How did you get this whole pop-up thing going? Like you have this massive smoker. Ah, uh, that's my baby. Funny enough, the, uh, the baby started actually... the year beforehand. Uh, okay. I had, uh, a handful of homemade smokers we had been using for the catering. Okay. Um, over over the you know the years prior, and uh, just kind of at the <laughs> the begging of of uh, friends, relatives, clients, neighbors, um, really asked that we open up some sort of restaurant. And with uh, a beautiful wife and and three small boys, uh, that was never going to happen. So. <laughs> Uh, the compromise was that I would I would do a four day pop up restaurant in Riverdale. Okay. And it was uh, the response was overwhelmingly incredible, and so uh, after serving nearly four thousand people in three days, we decided that you know we were onto something. Yeah, you are. Still not sure what, but uh, <laughs> we sort of uh, grabbed the tiger by the tail and really haven't looked back since. Wow, that's incredible. You know, um, I the first time I found you, I um, I'd heard about you from Facebook because Facebook is such a great way to, you know, push uh, your product or your business services no matter what industry you're in. Um, and I, you know, came across you and people kept saying forwarding and, you know, share when they hit share like the Kadosh barbecue. So, um, you know, I, it was Mother's Day and I said, my family said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to go and eat in Manhattan at Kanosh Barbecue. And I came over to you. a vegetarian. It's so refreshing to hear that. <laughs> it's crazy. Really? Your wife is a vegetarian? Uh, militant vegetarian since she was seven. Yes. That is hilarious. So what can you make her to eat on your smoker? Sorry, say that again? What can your wife eat from the smoker? So funny enough, on, on Valentine's Day. Um, not that that's something that that is you know hugely celebrated, but right. I thought it would be sort of cute. Uh, yeah. I, I ran the entire smoker just for her after a good scrubbing, and uh, and did a, a smoked tofu two ways. Uh, I I, uh, I tweeted a picture and was made fun of by uh, the barbecue critic uh, at uh, Texas Monthly, <laughs> uh, which I thought was hilarious. He, uh, yes. He tweeted back. He's like, "That ain't kosher down here, Hoss." Something along those lines. Um, but uh, yes, no. Uh, you don't smoke. To- home you don't smoke from work on on smoking days like today. Uh, all my clothes go into a into a, a clear bag, and I I shower and scrub intensely before even kissing hello. So, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. I know when I like I fry. I, I do a lot of fish. Fish is one of my specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I fried fish or just cook fish, the shator has to get rewashed if I <laughs> by accident forgot to put a tickle on or a scarf on and 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 uh all the clothes also everything just you know some of the foods that have a strong smell like smoking or even cooking fish you stink afterwards yeah we especially after a 12 to 18 hour run it's uh it can be pretty intensive absolutely now this past weekend i, I mentioned it earlier that you get a big muzzle top you get two muzzle tops i believe you had your sister got married but yeah so <laughs> she gets the first muzzle top the competition to the wedding Right, so I'm she has to get the... a little, a little uh, flash for that one, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you won something, you know. So so you get a muzzle top on the sister because the sister always comes first. But then you get a mu- another f- excellent, huge scream-out muzzle top because you won. Yeah, we, uh, we brought home a lot of trophies this last weekend. I'm okay. really proud of my uh, my pit crew. They worked hard all the way through the night. Were you on, there? Uh, on equipment that we're not used to. I mean, the last time I, I smoked on Weber's was uh, this competition last year. But... Uh... <laughs> It's it's nice to uh, to get a, a little validation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you win in? So many thousands of man hours trying to hone this craft. Yeah, absolutely. You won in brisket. 
uh, we got first place brisket and second place in uh, both ribs and chicken. Oh, so amazing. Knocked amazing. out all three proteins. It was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, that- competition, I have to say, this year. Last year, there were one or two guys that had me nervous. This year, there were two teams with uh, non-Jewish professional uh, <clears throat> pit crews, guys that are on the, uh, the national circuits. Uh, there were, you know, nearly a half a dozen teams, each organizers of other uh, kosher barbecue competitions around the country, yeah. Memphis, Georgia, Kansas. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, really, one of uh, one of the best uh, one of the best nights and uh, and mornings I can say. Were, were you up there all night with the guys cooking that brisket? Oh yeah, no, we uh, I went from we actually catered uh, my uh, my sister in law's uh, Shabbos uh, Ufruf at. Uh, or Shabbos Kala, like you call it, at, uh, at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue. And then, like, Mamish, like, Motei Shabbos, like, after Havdalah, just jumped in the car, picked up my guys, and went out there. We fired up at about 11 o'clock. And, and, uh... And somewhere, and somewhere... You have to stay awake all night with this brisket. You oh, don't, yeah, no, you no, don't no, go to uh, sleep. Those fires need constant attention. Right. And, and in the morning, as someone posted a picture of themselves davening with tefillin on by the barbecue. You know, it was... <laughs> Talking it was about awesome, grilling tefillin, right? Being, uh, with Hallel and, and it being Rosh Chodesh, like, it was, uh, it was a pretty awesome experience. We really couldn't go inside of the shul because <laughs> nobody wanted to leave the pits. Which still <laughs> That's so um, funny. Fact, it was generally, you know, between, um, between Hallel and Musafi, we'd have a... Um, a, a bit more time, take off the filling and whatnot. They added 10 minutes so everybody could go and, and put more wood in the uh, <laughs> in our smokers. <laughs> I want to come but to that. I want to do that with you guys next it was, year. Uh, it was good stuff. It was definitely so cool. And do you, do you make your own sauces and stuff? Oh, like yeah, we everything is everything is from scratch. Heck, we were even we were the only team to. Uh, everybody else is using charcoal. Um, I don't I don't really cook with charcoal. It's okay. Not much different than than gas. We uh, so we actually brought a fire pit. And and maintained a, a fire pit all night, and then would pull the embers out of that in order to uh, to get the our smokers going, so that it was really a hundred percent wood. Oh my God! Wow. I guess that the judges could taste the difference. So, right, clearly, because yeah. you were really you know number one, literally in in you know in in this uh, this you know in the competition. Especially uh, with actually, I've, uh, the overall number one score went to uh, the organizers fill. of the Georgia competition, okay. a team called Grillin' Tefillin. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Hardworking guys. I think this is their, their maybe their third competition of, of the season. These guys are traveling around, spending a lot of money to do this, but uh, they've obviously put a lot of work in there, and and uh, I think they won first place on booth and first place on. Uh, Team name and first place on ribs. Okay. So, so, that, so I think I had said know. earlier they were the overall winner, but you're you're the overall on brisket. Uh, yes. No, we want a first place brisket totally, which is which is my baby. Yeah, absolutely. Which you know, when baby. I've I've come to your pop up twice now, and and the first time you told me get the pulled brisket because I'd never had it before. I had my own version of pulled chicken, but you know it's clearly not like our pull, your pulled brisket. So so I had your pulled brisket, and then when I came after the Israeli Day Parade in Manhattan. I, I said, what should I get? And you said, get the other one because you've already had the pulled brisket. So I was, you know what Grosser Eugen means in Yiddish? It means big eyes. It was, I was really hungry and really tired. It was a really long day. There was no way I was not getting both. So I got a pull, a sliced brisket and a pulled brisket. Awesome. <laughs> Next is the turkey leg. Yeah, so I had the turkey leg also the, um, the first time I went, so I didn't really do it again because I really wanted to just have brisket. 
and that coleslaw. How are you doing this coleslaw? Is it pickled? Is it marinated? Is it a boiled dressing? So, I mean, traditionally it would be a, uh, we would serve this with a a, a southern slaw, which would be a mayo base. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really in the business of getting a thousand people sick every Sunday. Yeah, because it sits out. You know, 90 degrees outside. Yeah, good for you. the smoker, so we've tweaked it a little bit to be a a, a vinegar base, um, just so it has a little bit of a bite. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. I even, I got to give credit to, to, uh, uh, chef Andrew Blackman, my uh, executive chef on that one. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. And the pickles, are you making those yourselves? Uh, the pickles, it depends on the week and how much we have going on when they're the bread and butter pickles. Those are totally ours. Okay. Um, when we just have too much going on for the long process that that entails. You've got a cost uh, going. A huge fan. Big shout out to Pickle King out in New Jersey. Okay. Were, were they there on this past Sunday? Uh, the pickle. There was no, a pickle oh, group there uh, at the there barbecue the pic- show. The pickle eating competition. I never made it to that. No, that okay. Side. Cool. Yeah, your your stuff's outstanding. I said to everyone go find you know the the uh, Kadosh barbecue. Um, you know, uh, pop up as we said this week. It's going to be in Flatbush. Um, go find Ari White. Tell him you heard him on Table for Two uh, with Naomi Nachman right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much, Ari, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your really good food. Thanks for having me. Big fan. Keep up uh, keep Thank up the love. Thank you. Will do. And spread the word about great kosher food. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Have a great Shabbos. Awesome. You too. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Ari White. Wow. I am really, 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 really hungry right now. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I'm right here on the Lower East Side. I'm going to have to run to the uh, local kosher supermarket on my way home to grab something to eat. Usually I, I don't eat too much in the mornings because I'm saving all for shoppers, but talking about all that stuff is making me super, super hungry. Um, so a little bit of news from my friend Alain Kornblum, great kosher restaurant magazine. Thank you very much for sending stuff out to me every single uh, week to share with my guests. Um, so, uh, you know, we need some – I think we need to get some intro music for Alain um, for his uh, – for his uh, information that he's going to share with us, some introduction music. So we don't have it this week, so we're just going to go straight into Layers Bistro in Great Neck, Great Neck, New York. I'm, I'm trying to uh, say it slowly so my Australian accent doesn't sound so funny when I swallow up the words there. Great Neck, New York has taken over the old Dougie's location on Middle, Middle Neck Road. So uh, that's very exciting news for the people out in the north shore of Long Island. Then Eddie's Falafel Middle Eastern Cuisine in South River, New Jersey has opened and they are the only kosher restaurant in East Brunswick area. So that is great for the people in that area. Always something to look forward to when a new kosher restaurant opens up in an area that hasn't had one before. So that's very exciting for the crowd over there. And apparently due to popular demand, um, Sizzle Sticks and the Catskills, I mentioned them last week also, um, they are getting a second food truck to the mountains this summer. We love food trucks. Love, love, love them. Um, you know, there's a great one on Orlando. I talk about that every week also. Whenever we talk about restaurants, if you're going to Orlando or thinking about going to Orlando this summer, you don't have to worry so much about dinner every night because you can go to the uh, food truck down there. So that's uh, really exciting um, that there'll be a, a second food truck at Sizzle 6 in the Catskills. And also um, just breaking news from Prime Grill, which is always hard to find parking in Manhattan. So they are giving a parking coupon Central Parking, located near Prime Grill, is offering a parking coupon for $16 um, from 5 p.m. till 1 a.m. 
to all the Prime Girl customers. So if you're nervous, oh, my God, I've got to go to the city. Where am I going to park? So now you know you have a place that you can park for just $16, which is a great price. It's cheaper than actually taking the railroad in um, from Long Island. I'm not sure about the buses from Teaneck or any other neighborhood, but that's really great, something to uh, know um, at the back of your head that you can go to the Prime Grill and park your car. I know that sounds really Australian. Um, some little bit of food trivia. Um Today, June 14th, you know, I always talk about, I've started to try to talk about uh, National Food Day. So today, June 14th, is um, National Strawberry Shortcake Day. Who knew there was Strawberry Shortcake Day? So um, I've got a recipe on my blog that's going to go up um, as soon as I get home Friday from uh, the studio. And um, it's really delicious. It's basically a pound cake, and then I slice it um, through the middle, um, you know, probably two or three layers. And then I put cream and sliced fresh strawberries between each layer. And then I put the cake back on top. So it's all strutted up. Cake, cream, strawberries, cake, cream, strawberries. And then the final layer of the top of the cake and some more cream and some more strawberries. Absolutely delicious. Um, so, you know, great recipe for uh, Shabbos and um, for National Short Strawberry Shortcake Day. I actually had made that a couple of years ago in Camp Dina. So I had I actually got my inspiration from the girls. We had made actually pound cake and then I was given all these strawberries and I had whipped cream and I'm like, let's put this together and a new recipe was born which was a big hit. So I got my information from ftdutch.com slash food. So if you want to look up the day, they have a food matching every day of the week. So um, all 365 days. Um, so I was listening to 1010 10 Wins the other morning um, and apparently that, you know, they came up with this new, uh, they were talking about a bakery that had come up and maybe it was, it was definitely new for me. They had come up with this recipe called a cronut. Okay. I thought that was really cool. Have you heard of that? We're getting, I'm getting a shake. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a cross with a donut. It's, it's a croissant with a donut and then a sconut which is a scone and a donut, a scone. In Australia, you say scone. So it's a scone and a donut together called a sconut. And I thought this is going to be a great recipe for Camdina girls. Okay, are you ready, Camdina girls? Culinary arts is coming up soon. It's going to be taught. I'm going to be the teacher there uh, for my seventh summer in a row. Um, but I'll still be uh, um, sharing new recipes and ideas over the summer with all my listeners. Um, but, yeah, so I thought that was a really cool recipe. If you have one of these food blending ideas like a brookie, which is a brownie and a cookie mixture together, um, send me an email at naomi at nachamsegel.com. So, you know, I'd love to hear great ideas. We're going to be doing flavored popcorn. So, you know, someone emailed me, said, why don't you do flavored popcorn and come up with different flavorings for popcorn? So uh, if you've got any ideas for me to share with everyone about, you know, mixing foods together, hybrid foods, we'll call them hybrid foods, uh, you can drop me a line. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are sponsored by Gourmet Glut Emporium. They are located in Cedarhurst. Um, they are a shopping, kosher shopping destination experience. I know I love going there. I go there, I would say I probably go there every other day. You'd think I would like shop up at the beginning of the week for the whole week, but I really enjoy going there. I know that sounds crazy. Um, another announcement, um, a great cookbook for Father's Day. Um, it's actually called Cook for Gush. It's a cookbook for men. I know Father's Day is just a couple of days away, but you can still get one from Miriam Baum. Um, her number is 516-661-8082, and it is a cookbook for men who don't cook, and the proceeds go 
to um, the men and, and families who have lost their livelihoods when they had to leave Gush Katif, and it's helping them retrain them. So the money is going to a great fundraiser. So uh, please uh, contact Miriam if you are interested um, in picking up a book, either for Father's Day, she's out in Long Island, or uh, she can ship one to you either for Father's Day or for any other time for your the, a man in your life that does not know how to cook. Watch out, Svi Nachman, you're getting a package in the mail. Okay, um, I'm going to have one final guest, Breezy Schwartz. She's the owner, operator, CEO, CFO of Breezy's Giftware in Cedarhurst. And, um, you know, I always tell her, if you've got something really special you want to share, because she does cooking classes in the back of her store, and she also has her own cookbook, which she's going to talk about in a minute. But she's got an amazing, amazing fundraiser, which I'd love her to share with everyone. Um, this, uh, I think, I believe it's this Sunday also. Breezy, are you there? I'm here, Naomi. Hey, Breeze, how are you? Wonderful. Um, it's actually going to be next Thursday night in my store. Oh, it's not this Sunday. For some reason, I thought it was this Sunday. I'm sorry. Okay, great. Originally, we were debating, um, but this Sunday was Father's Day. You know, it just got tough with everything. Right, right. Um, but it's going to be June 20th, June. Thursday night in my store at 7.30. It's going to be a cupcake class. It's $25 a person, and that includes the class. It includes tons of delicious and yummy samples being donated by Le Cake Chic and from my friend Michelle Freulich in Staten Island, and a whole bunch of other big bakers are donating stuff for everybody to taste. And what we're doing is we're raising money for my cousin, Dovi Muchnik. He was actually just diagnosed with stage four adult, um, let me, I'm going to pronounce this right, neuroblastoma. Yes. So um, it's a very rare form of cancer. Um, he's 22 years old. He's in Chapin, Philadelphia now, and um, just, the, I mean, anybody who sadly has had a sick child knows the cost and the time consumption and everything that goes into it. But, you know, um, his family owns a farm in Lakewood, a, a therapy farm, and the farm is destroyed in Sandy, you know, like many people we know who lost their livelihood to Sandy. And oh, no. He, um, he was having headaches and migraines and back pains, and the doctor sent him, um, you know, for tests and whatever it was. And this is a type of cancer that doesn't show up in blood tests. And they finally sent him for a CAT scan, and they saw the tumor growing on his spine. And, you know, they sent him in for some tests, and they did a biopsy, and they found out that he has neuroblastoma cancer on his spine, his hips, his shoulders. It's running through his blood. I mean, it's really, um, really bad, and it's a very, you know, it's rare, and he's, an amazing, amazing guy, you know. I mean, anybody in YU who knows him, you know, can say he's the guy that's got a smile on his face and his feet and he's funny and he's, he's an easygoing guy. And he, I really, I mean, he's my first cousin and, and I love him more than anything, but even people, you know, random strangers who... Right, you know, right. He seems like me. one of these great guys. And we got we got to, like, help come up with a, a cure, right? We're giving exactly. money to help the cure. we got to help the cure, but even then... Um, Just to help the know, family. To help the family got to help the family is you know there's just so many expenses that go with having a child in a hospital and and you know the co-pays and all the testing and everything that's not covered by insurance Insurance, yeah america (laughs) that there's just so many different things that they're doing and trying that they really need um help so i'm having a fundraiser in my store all of the money is going straight to my you know my cousin for his medical care and everything okay great Um, great 
And 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 um, how many people can register? Is that you know you can have a lot of people in the store. The store is large. We can have large. We're I mean we're expecting about a little over two hundred people. Amazing. Yes. Is it going to be hands on? Is it going to be hands on? It's going to be hands on. What it's going to be? It's going to be about a fifteen twenty minute demonstration teaching you techniques, and then you're going to have about forty minutes, and you get to make your own cupcakes, and you get to take them home. And myself and the few other instructors that um, teach here are going to be in the store helping everybody. That way you can really learn a technique. I love that. You get to take home. It's all power of the nut free. It's a fun night out. There's going to be tons of food. You know, bring your friends. Yeah, I love I love when a cooking class, you know, I love when a cooking class is practical and it's hand on, hands-on. You know, I've taken some, you know, I give classes, right. but I've taken classes. And, you know, like I like the ones where, you know, and I like when, when people want to come up and help me or, or look, practice right. a technique with me while I'm giving the class, I always encourage people to come up and, you know, you don't really know it till you do it. Like the, like a surgical exactly. intern, they actually have to do the surgery to know that they know how to take out your appendix. This, you have to actually make the flower on the Wilton's, what's it right. called? With, with fondant or fondant and everything. Unless you do it, it looks so easy on TV, and then once you do it, you go, man, that was hard. Right. So we're going to sit here and we're going to actually help you and show you how to do it. That way you really walk out of here knowing how to do it. It's a little uh, bit of practice. For anybody who, you know, wants to contribute to the Sadaka and isn't able to make it, we're selling raffle tickets. We have a Fantastic. stunning um, $4,000 gold and diamond bracelet. We Ooh. have a huge gift certificate to Breezy's. Um, a bunch of my friends who are store owners on Central Avenue have been extremely generous and also donated raffle prizes. So. Even if you can't come to the event, you can come beforehand to the store and write a check other or cash. Otherwise, if you go on my website, breeziesny.com, there's all the information under blogs all about um, the events and him and what's going on and what he's up to and different links to information about it. Right. Thank you. That's great. You know, people like to hear a story and a bit of a background about the person they're, they're giving the money for, but... You know, this is a, a food show, and, you know, when I saw uh, on Facebook that you were doing a fundraiser, a cooking class fundraiser for your cousin, I thought i got to, you know, talk to you and hear more about it and share it so people can, you know, come to the class, learn a skill, give to Zaka. It's like a really multi-purpose uh, class we've got going there. Exactly. You know what? I find that if you're doing, you know, it's Zaka, and if you're doing it, you know, happy and with Simcha and with all that stuff, it really translates very well to the person who we're doing the Sadaka for. My cousin is so excited about it. You know? Great, great. It's an upbeat, positive experience. We don't want it to be, you know, downer. Yeah, no, great. And, and you know, hopefully we'll be able to enjoy the cakes and um, yes. every oh. and everyone else will as well. So thank you so much, Breezy, for coming on. Um, people can contact you. How can we contact you? Um, breeziesny.com or you can call the store 516 516- Three seven four one five four four, and also the, all the information is on my Facebook page at Breezy's NY. And school is over then, you know. Yes. Uh, camps, uh, I mean, school's over. Camps over. You're looking for something to do with the kids. You got some teenage girls and not ready to go to camp. Come exactly. to the class. I we think have it's a lot of kids and teenagers that are coming that night because I have to tell you the kids are getting more into it, and some of the kids are actually a lot better than the adults. I know. <laughs> a lot of the creative kids. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Have a great Shabbos. I hope you get lots and lots of people. You'll keep us posted. And now, have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Sounds wonderful. Have a good All right. day. Bye. Thank you, Breezy Schwartz, for coming on and sharing that uh, heartfelt story about her cousin and how we can help uh, through a cooking class do a fundraiser for him so he should have a Rafua Shalema.
Wow, this has been a really busy show. We've had three guests on. We had uh, Daniel Gordon with his uh, talking about on his one of the hosts on our network, but the stunt show on Thursday nights. But was talking about the upcoming cooking stunt show that he's got on uh, the uh, Sunday that we're taping, and it's going to go live on uh, Thursday this Thursday night, I believe. Um, Okay, we're just looking up the the date it's going to go on <laughs> where you can watch and listen on on the on the 20th. So this is actually that 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 this Thursday, it's the 14th. Right, it's 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 the 20th, right? Cuz today's Friday, so it's next it's 6 days away. Very excited, I'm sure everyone's going to promo this fabulous event men cooking in the kitchen. Oh, I think that's really hilarious. Okay. So I just want to do a wrap-up and say thank you very much for listening. Our show was sponsored by the fabulous Gourmet Glut, a kosher destination shopping experience in Cedarhurst. They are a one-stop shop for everything. you got your sushi, your Shabbos flowers, your, your herring from Schwartz's, your fish from Aussie's, your Zomix colors if you're not making your own. You know you can get some great colors there also. Really, everything is delicious, especially the sushi from Simply Sushi. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have live music going from now up until Lichbenching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Have a great Shabbos, and we'll hear from you all next week. Bye.